So, hey, welcome back to the Jim Moran um, Entrepreneurship and Innovation Podcast. After our hiatus, we got some new studio equipment that we figured out. So we made it through COVID and we made it through all our tech issues. And <laughs> now we are back. And I'm really excited that today we have uh, Morgan Rogers, who was part of the 730 series that we just had at the Jim Moran College. And she has started a business called Morgan Madonna. And it is a luxury uh, pajama brand. And I'm going to have her um, tell us all about it. So welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, so Morgan Madonna, and um, and just tell us about it, and tell us about like how you started and your inspiration and all that good stuff. Okay. So again, I am Morgan um, Rogers for Morgan Madonna LLC, or also known as Morgan Madonna the brand. Um, I launched this brand back in 2019, prior to the uh, pandemic, of course. And it started out more so as just um, an exclusive custom line for women's apparel. So kind of going out wear, uh, dinner wear, um, anything custom. I also did a few gowns. So it was things of that nature. And, um, of course, the pandemic hit in 2020. So um, I kind of took a chill on the custom apparel because people were not purchasing custom apparel because everybody was home. So um, I actually switched gears a little bit. Um, I kind of let my consumers tell me what they needed, which ultimately ended up making me um, make hundreds of masks during the time. Oh, and okay. I actually did custom masks for a period of time. And um, while sitting, trying to rejudge and think of what else I could possibly be doing on this downtime, I kind of came up with the idea to do a pajama line, which is Cool Silk by Morgan Madonna, which is a luxury um, apparel line. Well, not apparel, pajama line. Um, and it deals with like satin um, fabrics and it's for women, men and children so far. Okay, so tell me about the pivot from... Uh, well, you already told us about the pivot from the luxury wear. Nobody was going out and uh, everybody was staying home. So I get mm -hmm. the mask and I get the pajamas, um, I, th I think. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit, like, what was the thought process, about, thought process about the pajamas? What prompted you to say, hey, this is going to be my first line? So really what happened, um, of course... Like I said, no one was shopping um, for custom apparel because no one was going out anymore. There wasn't anyone um, having events at clubs or parties or anything like that. So um, one day I was actually sitting over at my parents and we were watching the news. Like as soon as the pandemic hit and my mom was, she looked at me and said, you know, you're going to need to make masks. Like I can see this being a big thing. You're going to need to just kind of jump on this and get a head start. You have um, so much scrap fabric and just, you know, kind of get out there and make it happen. So I was doing that and, you know, I'm sitting at home. I'm in my pajamas all day because we're, of course, forced to work remotely. So there isn't anything. I'm not going anywhere, no grocery store or anything like that. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of people are spending a lot more time in their um, pajamas. So why not come up with something that's comfortable, that's also kind of fashion forward. Um, a lot of my pieces can be um, worn on camera, you know, from the waist up for those Zoom calls. And so I just kind of decided that 
I was going to make a luxury pajama line um, because a lot of people were just spending time at home and I wanted it to be something that was comfortable um, as well as um, aesthetically pleasing, you know, looks nice. Um, kind of getting people out of the feel of just being in a t-shirt and shorts or, um, you know, oversized uh, ballers or something. And I felt like when I was dressed too, too comfortable or too plain it affected like my work and how I was doing things so I felt if I'm putting on nice comfortable pajamas that also look well it allowed me to do well and be well so that was kind of my idea I guess with coming up with cool silk Oh, I love that. That's uh, very, very actually cool. And you. <laughs> so, there you go. So <laughs> right. very, very nice. Uh, so tell me about your go-to-market strategy. Um, tell me, how did, how did you get the word out about the masks and how did you get the word out about the pajamas? Okay. So with the masks, um, honestly, I didn't have to do too much as far as getting the word out. I posted on my uh, Instagram handles and I said, Hey, you know, I have this, I'm doing this. You guys hit me up if this is something that you'd be interested in, if there's something that you want. Excuse me. And my mom ultimately pushed it on her Facebook. And as she posted it on her Facebook, she pretty much took the lead on all my orders, all the marketing. As soon as I would make something, she would take a picture, post it, and the orders were just coming like crazy. So I honestly did not have to do much marketing myself. Uh, I guess I left that up to my mom um, and word of mouth. After we made it for a few uh, family members and friends, it just kind of spread like wildfire. And everybody was like, oh, you need a mask? Morgan's making masks. You need a mask? Um, she can get this. And I had a fast turnover. So um, we had a, a COVID contact-free um, system where we were, you know, putting them in mailboxes and things of that nature. So it kind of just worked out and it, it took off. Um, as far as the marketing for my pajamas, I wanted to launch it um, for my birthday, and my birthday is over the summer. So um, I, did, I did the launch initially in June, and that's sort of how I centered the marketing. So I did a photo shoot um, at the new Marriott uh, downtown um, at Cascade and did a whole photo shoot. I had a couple of my friends um, model it for me. And each day, um, starting at the beginning of June, I would just do like a sneak peek and a snippet of what was coming and, you know, kind of hype up the anticipation. And ultimately, I feel like that did work really well because um, we sold out of um, several of the pieces when we actually did launch on the 14th. So I got um, incredible feedback um, once customers started receiving their items and their merch. And, yeah, it was it took off, so I guess my marketing for that would have been the photo shoot as well as the social media presence, um, which was me con consistently pushing the name of my website and sneaking in a couple of those pictures here and there. Nice. That's awesome. And um, sounds like you got traction pretty quickly, so that's very, very <laughs> cool. Um, so is it completely uh, online sales or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's definitely completely online. Um, I do give the option of if they are local, we can do a local pickup. But um, basically everything has been online. Um, a lot has been through word of mouth as well, um, social media. 
Um, I've done one pop-up shop. Uh, we have plans to do uh, another pop-up shop uh, in this summer, I think. Well, not this summer, this spring. So, like, May 15th, I believe. And, um, yeah, aside from that, it's pretty much just been online. Very nice, very nice. So, can you tell us a little bit about the process? It, is it it's custom? So the process is, it is custom designed by me. So Mm -hmm. what I'll do is I'll sketch up a few things um, that I like um, in different styles and fabric choices, and I'll source it out to my vendor to then create the looks for me. So um, it's a little bit of time um, in doing that. Sometimes with me, I may spend a, a month or so just on sketches and fabric choices and then, of course, production would take about a month. So the turnover um, is a little bit of a lag, but I've since gotten better with that. Um, I actually have my um, new pieces ready now. Um, I'm just waiting to schedule my photo shoot to get those onto the website now. So this time was a little bit faster than the first launch, but um, it is a learning process and a learning curve to just kind of hit those markers and know when I need to have my inventory in-house and when I need to be designing and ordering. Very nice. So where do you get your inspiration from um, for, for your designs? I would have to say that a big chunk of my inspiration actually came from my grandmother. Um, I spent every summer with her. Um, she stayed uh, down south, down Florida, And um, she was just the epitome of a lady um, of class. Um, I always envied how she carried herself. And she would always tell me time and time again, like, presentation is everything. You know, how someone sees you, how you carry yourself, that, that is what goes into being a woman. And so every night she had a routine. So it wasn't just, oh, you know... I'm cooking, I'm going to take a shower, and I'm going to throw on my pajamas. She prepped, so it was, you know, the cooking, the cleaning, but she laid out her pajamas on the bed with her slippers and anything else that she might have required for the night. And then she took her shower, and then it was this routine of putting on your lotion and your oils and your perfume and getting dressed and tying your hair up. And to me, it was almost like she was getting ready to go out somewhere or getting ready to do something else. And it was really just the wellness of, you know, decompartmentalizing, breaking yourself down and allowing yourself to really experience that wellness quality of being prepared for bed. And that's kind of what my takeaway was from it. So I wanted it to be very elegant. I wanted it to be um, silk, satin, um, just special, feel good. Um, I feel if you feel good, you sleep good. So Nice. That's really cool. Nice shout out to your grandmother too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very, very cool. Um, so um, let's, uh, you're, you're a graduate uh, from Florida State. You uh, graduated with your um, undergrad in retail, yes. right? Uh, yes. In 2013? Yes, sir. And then you came back to get your graduate degree at Jim Moran College of Entrepreneurship. I did. And, I did. And you um, were in the retail graduate program again, right? Yes. And graduated in 2019. 
2020. 2020? Yes. Okay. So um, it was a great experience. Um, I actually started back um, in 2019, and I did it, the graduate program within a year. I was actually a part of the first class, so the inaugural class for the Textile and Apparel Entrepreneurship Master's Program. Um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, being back in school um, was different. It was a transition. I also went full-time while working full-time while also thinking I could relaunch my brand full-time. So would not recommend. That was very, very <laughs> stressful, but um, I powered through and was able to get through um, everything as well as during the pandemic. So we actually had a trip um, planned to go to Florence that unfortunately was canceled. I'm, I'm still kind of sad about that because I was really looking forward to it, but um, it was a great program. I really loved the whole experience. Um, it was so completely different from undergrad when I was here. Um, of course, it was not Jim Moran at the time. And so I, I really I really enjoyed it. Um, I was happy to be back in school. I think I'm done now. Um, I have my master's. I don't have any plans of continuing on, but it was a great experience. Wonderful. So before we circle back to your business, mm -hmm. um, uh, I always like to ask, uh, was there any uh, particular professor that really um, uh, mentored you or encouraged you along the way? Um, yes. So um, Dr. McQuarrie and Dr. Meredith, she um, was very influential as far as when she found out that I was a seamstress and that I um, took to sewing and fabrics and textiles and everything. Um, so I, I really enjoyed her course a lot. We actually went to um, North Carolina to um, visit the cotton, um, I guess, their headquarters. And so we kind of got to see all this different technology um, of how they were sourcing everything, um, and what really went into their day-to-day -day, um, schedule. And that was very fascinating just to see some of the new technology and innovation that is available because, unfortunately, when I was doing my undergrad, these resources were readily available for us while we were studying. But once I graduated and kind of got a little bit more removed from the program, you know, you just don't have that sort of access to everything that's happening and going on. So I would say... Um, the resources that she made readily available for us was something that I would definitely cherish, and um, I appreciate it. Awesome. That's really cool. Um, one thing I've been struck by at Jim Moran College is the professors, outside of any college spirits I've ever had, mm -hmm. like our professors, like care so much about their students, and they all have so much experience in entrepreneurship and, and their, sub, uh, their subject matter experts, ex expertise. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, and I also want to shout out Dr. Fiorito, um, our dean, and mm -hmm. she was um, very instrumental of me even just coming back to the program. I kind of ran into her um, at an event in um, the rest was pretty much history. I was just like, you know, what's going on? What's happening? And um, I did my research and found out a little bit more um, about the different master's programs that they were about to offer. And she's just always been um, super helpful and, you know, easy to um, talk to no matter what the subject is. So um, I really enjoy her as well. 
Yeah, she, she's definitely a rock star, and she has built a tremendous college and uh, graduate program. Uh, she's, um, oh, she's my boss, and I, <laughs> I love working with her and for her. She, she's uh, pretty inspiring or very oh, yes. inspiring. So i got two more questions for you. Um, since this is an entrepreneurship uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and we have lots of students, over 500, who are entrepreneurs, and they like to listen to this podcast. And one misconception about uh, entrepreneurs is because we present our sells pretty well and they and people seem to look at the the happy shiny stuff right um, and then it sometimes that's discouraging for the entrepreneurs who are in the weeds because they're like oh i'm having so many problems i want to quit and mm-hmm. everything has there ever been a, a time where you're like what am i doing like this is so hard uh, uh, and just wanted to just wanted to quit yes um that has happened i feel that we all kind of come to that side of the road, I guess. Um, it has been my experience where, um, I guess my example would be when I tried to relaunch um, Morgan Madonna, the brand. And I shouldn't call it a relaunch, but um, when I was an undergrad, I actually had a business uh, with my cousin. And so after graduation and everything, we ultimately separated and I decided I wanted to do my own thing. Well, I decided I wanted to do my own thing while I also decided I wanted to get my master's full-time, while I also was working full-time to take care of myself. So um, launching my business, it was scary um, at that moment in time because I felt like I was doing so many different things at one time and something was going to suffer. And, of course, that is the time where you realize everything is falling apart, nothing is coming together, um, you know, it's not working how I envisioned it, and... I was to the point where I was thinking, you know what, I don't know if I can do this right now. I don't know if this is something that I can put my energy into. But, of course, I thought, well, this is my dream. This is my baby. And if I can't do it, no one can because this is my purpose. This was something that was placed on my heart that I have a desire to do. So if I felt that strongly about it, I knew I couldn't, you know, let myself down and I couldn't stop. So that is the voice of reason. That is the get up and go because it's something I care about. It's my baby. So I have to take care of it. I have to groom it and just be prepared for the different obstacles that we'll face with growing anything. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing um, that. And then the final question is kind of a two-part question. Okay. Uh, is there something that you just, um, before you were an entrepreneur, that uh, um, that you didn't know that now you're an entrepreneur and that you actually love? Uh, like, what do you love, I guess, is about entrepreneurship so much? And then the second part of that question is, what do you envision um, for Morgan Madonna in the future? What's your hopes and dreams? Okay, so for um, the first part, which I kind of feel like it is a little bit of um, a blessing and a curse, of course, everyone will love to say it's the making your own schedule and the flexibility and um, the leisure. It's no leisure or your own schedule. The schedule is pretty much 24-7 when you're an entrepreneur. There is no real break. If something happens with an item or shipment or a customer is dissatisfied, you know, it's literally your job to come up with a resolution. If you're not coming up with that resolution right then and there, it literally can cost you your business and entrepreneurship as you know it. So I would say that 
there are highs and lows to that. Yeah, sure, you know, you can plan out, oh, maybe I'll take a vacation or do this or I'll have time to go and um, meet up and have dinner with girlfriends. But there's also those times in, at 2 a.m. and you're getting emails and things are happening and you kind of have to gain control of that. So I would say um, on the outside looking in prior to being an entrepreneur, I thought, oh, I can make my schedule and I can do what I want to do. Now, being an entrepreneur, I know that that is not true. My schedule tells me what to do. So that's pretty much uh, my spill there. Um, As far as what I would like to see um, from Morgan Madonna, I am trying to create a fashion house. So I want Morgan Madonna to pretty much be everywhere I want to do as much as I can I wanted to have several lines it started with cool silk Um, I'm actually in the process of working on a swimwear line now that I would love to launch this summer so fingers crossed for that but I kind of want to get back into um, designing prom gowns again Um, I want to get back into my closet cleanse and um, styling so I guess my projection for Morgan Madonna would be to still be available um, to my customers, uh, still trying to create uh, innovation, different ideas, um, and lead the wave. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for coming in studio today. Again, we have Morgan Rogers um, in the studio from uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Morgan Madonna. And if uh, if somebody wants PJs, uh, nobody wants masks anymore. So yeah, uh, PJs <laughs> and wants to follow you, uh, what you know, what's your Instagram? Do you have a okay. TikTok? Give it. Give us how. How do we find out more about you? Sure. Um, so to find out more, of course. Um, my website is www.morganmadonnathebrand.com. Uh, my Instagram is Morgan Madonna the brand, and I'm still working on the TikTok. That's new. I'm trying to get my feet wet with that still, but those are the main two places you can find me um, on my Instagram and through my website. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thanks for joining the Jim Moran um, College of Entrepreneurship's podcast um, uh, at FSU. And uh, if you like this podcast, please like it and share it. And you can subscribe to your uh, podcast player of choice. Spread the word. Thanks, guys. Thank you.